Welcome to Monday Sportif. Follow us on Twitter at at Monday Sportif LDN. Welcome to Monday Sportif, where you can now find this podcast on the Newsly app. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable. You can browse articles from topics you choose and start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science, to Bitcoin and the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you. And they have podcasts, Rick. As well, explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Monday Sportive Podcast, is there too. That's right. Now, download and use the Newsly app for free uh, following the link www.newsly.me or from the link in the description below. And we have a promo code for one month's free premium subscription. Get on it. Now. Hello, Monday Sportive listeners, and welcome to episode 18 of the podcast this season. It's still season one, would you believe it? And we've had a summer of football, and we've got a couple more issues uh, of the podcast coming. Uh, no uh, more so than today um, with the creator of Escape Ismo magazine, James Gamlin. James, welcome to the Monday Sportive podcast. Hello, how are you doing? absolutely fine uh, escapismo have I, have I said it correctly is that how you pronounce uh, it? I, I find that, that you know that I, I'm happy with it, anyone to call it however they uh however they want to go with it um I normally go for escapismo but you know I just go with the flow I like it <laughs> escapismo there we go I've uh I've completely mispronounced your fantastic magazine now um, the new magazine issue four is ready and on sale isn't it and you can purchase it at the moment is it pre-orders at the moment uh, yes, yeah. So um, it's, it'll be going to print. Um, well, I suppose by the time this podcast is on air, hopefully it might have been printed by then. But uh, yeah, very, very soon. But um, really, really excited to have um, to release it. It's been a long time coming. So um, yeah, well, a, a huge thank you to to everyone um, supporting it so far, and and yeah, a huge thank you for having me on here as well. James, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, what I wanted to say to listeners is. I have a copy in my hands, not of issue four, that would be too exclusive, but the previous issue. And it, it really is, uh, the magazine really is quite a thing of beauty. You feel like you want to keep it in its packaging and locked away somewhere because it, it really is a, a fantastic piece of artwork. And w w when it came to producing it, James, is that what you wanted it to be? Like, you're not, it, it's not the sort of magazine that you can just chuck under a bed, is it? It really is quite a a nice magazine to hold, isn't it? Is that what you was aiming for? Oh, absolutely. And incredibly kind words. So I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, is that exactly what you said. I, I feel that, um, you know, especially at the moment, cost of living and everything, I want to make something that, you know, justifies um, the price, and um, it, it's a pleasure to feature a lot of different artists, contributors. You know, um, interview a few people in the magazine as well. So I feel that 
when um you know a lot of not only my work other people's work goes into it i want to make sure it's produced on really nice paper and i'm always sort of um trying to to like develop my skills around the design and everything and um yeah i feel like the the sort of vision i always like to have um for it is to almost make it like a really nice gift as well as something that you'd buy um for yourself um to give you like a a a little bit of backstory you know going back I think it must be like four years now, which is a bit um, it's a bit crazy to think about. I, uh, World Cup twenty eighteen. Uh, transport yourself right back to uh, back to that great great summer. Um, yeah, I actually made uh, a, I mean very different to the version now, but sort of a uh, almost like a, a concept version, if you like, uh, for my for my dad for uh, Father's Day. Uh, oh, fantastic! You know, so like always, like dad's just as huge a football fan as I am, and um, yeah. Feel that you know, you know, where we've got so many like football books or, or magazines over the year, years, and you know, dad's a really great photographer, so we had all of these photos lying around and all these different things. We we're both interested, and I kind of sort of collated them all into a sort of a mini edition of the magazine as a Father's Day gift. So I feel that if then someone bought the magazine now in its format as a Father's Day gift. You know, that, that I'd be really chuffed. Do you know what? Um, That's absolutely you know, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, it rings true, um, listeners to the podcast, it rings true because w- w- when you hold the magazine in your hand, it really does feel like someone's posted you a gift in the post. It's, it's, a, it's a lovely magazine. The, the images um, are, are laid out fantastic fantastically and I, I love the, the matte cover is that is that something that you're gonna sort of keep a theme going throughout the magazine that sort of matte look to it oh yeah yeah definitely I feel like um so I remember um speaking about this to, to a few people before talking not just about magazines just kind of analog things in general like holding a holding a photo or a book yeah. or or like a vinyl record it's um it's that lovely feeling of, of holding it in your hands isn't it um, yeah and and i think that you know the digital age is great in so many ways um but sometimes just holding a nice book or a nice magazine and reading it uh, has a nice smell sometimes doesn't it as well yeah and, um, yeah yeah i feel like um that, that's something i know that like, i really appreciate and i feel like a lot of people who are fans of the magazine also you know really um value that so um yeah, yeah or, it's, it's, it's quite yeah. funny to say it because my, my my girlfriend's the same she if I buy a new magazine or a new, you know, I order one, it comes in the post and uh, she'll hate me for saying it, but she grabs it off of me and like sniffs the scent. Like, oh, it smells so good. And it's like, yeah, I mean, surely there's more, more people out there who do the same thing, but you're right in what you say. You know, the digital age has been fantastic for many reasons, but we've almost come full circle where people want to hold nostalgia and memories in their hands again, don't they? Like, so your, your, your magazine, it's sort of, the articles you write and produce in there are articles that you can go back to and you can read again and you can look at the images again because they're just so so lovely and vibrant, aren't they? Yeah, no, and I really, um, I really trying to, um, to to like achieve that. Almost making them. I, I feel like if you do a magazine really regularly, say um, like every month or something, it becomes quite. Um, in tune with what's going on at the time, you know, weekly updates or on things or always trying to sort of look back at those you know stories of the past that we might have um sort of not known that much about or also might remember but you think how much happens in football even in a week we forget about things a few years ago or 20 yeah. years ago don't we so it's ni- nice to revisit those stories and um and 
yeah. yeah, it's funny because your 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 magazine, um, it it's sort of got a slogan in here. Quote me if I'm wrong. It's capturing the beauty of football, and you you, you know with football it's one of those things isn't it there's so many elements to football you know there's sometimes the grittiness of it in, the, in you know in the heart of winter when you're still supporting your team with your hot <laughs> scarf on you know and and then there's those hot summer days when you're watching your team play with a cold beer and you know it goes through so many transformations and i think your magazine uh escapismo it it captures that element isn't it that sort of that element we all love about football that's the, the you know the grittiness the lower leagues you know the euphoria yeah absolutely you know that's that's always what i kind of um try try to bring it all all back to and i feel that you know there's no no doubt there's, there's lots of um you know negatives and, and there are problems in the game and we all recognize that don't we but i feel that yeah. at, at its core you know football has this amazing capacity to you know how allows to believe that brings people together you know how many times have you been in the stadium and, and end up hugging a random stranger or just talking to the person next yep. to you you know when a goal goes in and I, I feel like um even you know playing football at a young age or or I hope to hope to play uh I don't know what kind of standard I'll be playing at but you know l- long into later in life um even if it walking football one day I'm sure yeah. I'll be there but I feel like that that part of being part of a team and you know supporting you know a, a team and being part of that community that there's so like you said there's so many different aspects and little elements to football aren't there from you yeah. know being a supporter to playing the game to you know following a, a team from another country that you become fond of it's um they're, they're, there's just so so many incredible things that that come with it and um yeah I, I really tried to sort of celebrate those really really positive aspects yeah. through the magazine yeah it, it's fantastic and and the stories in the magazine and we, we will come on to chat about a little bit of football in a bit with james uh but we're, we're really going to try and give you an idea of the you know how these magazines look and feel but the the journalism in, in the magazines the the sort of captivation and the intrigue um in, in the articles is that something you obviously you aim for that but in in some of the articles there's sort of clubs i've never heard of and is that what you're looking for to sort of bring them into the limelight yeah definitely i feel like it's um it's a great opportunity to i i mean i, I don't want to um just write about you know anything that that i just want to write about that um, if you know what I mean, that that people might not be interested in, but I feel like yeah. it, it's. Um, it, I always try and think of you know what my sort of readers will be interested in. I know there's definitely, like you said, that sort of the sense of the unknown or, or revisiting the, those famous stories in uh, maybe a slightly different light, or maybe I, I feel that even looking at um, a season or, or a certain game or something a few years on, you you might look at it in a slightly different light to you did at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's a really a really interesting thing in, in football, isn't it? The sort of as time passes, um, ha- how we kind of might think, oh, maybe that wasn't too bad a result after all. Or maybe that transfer actually was a good thing, even though yeah. you, you couldn't believe it at the time. You know, there, there's so many things like that on there. But um, yeah, I found um, there was one um, team I stumbled across in in Mallorca for the the second issue. It's uh, a club called uh, Calador in this tiny, uh, beautiful uh, little town in uh, yeah. in Mallorca. And yeah, I, I was just going out for a run one morning and I remember 
as we drove in, I saw the, the floodlights and I thought, right, I'm, I'm going to take note of where this is and, and come back and have a look. And then sort of found out about, um, through, through a lot of research and having a couple of my um, lovely Spanish friends translating a few uh, web pages for me, which yeah. was really helpful. Um, but yeah, finding out that the club had actually folded, but at one point they nearly got into Secunda B. So they, oh, wow. they had a, a real like amazing run of sort of, you know, there's real like ups and downs and uh, sort of the most extreme format that you can imagine. So uh, I think it, they actually played um, Villarreal at some point in the in the 80s or 90s, oh, and that wow. was it in a in a playoff. And then you think Villarreal are now you know been in Champions League semi-finals and won like major Europa League, and you think that's incredible that you know in some yeah. other uh sort of situation that could have actually been this tiny club from Mallorca yeah, um it's really yeah. funny it's really funny you should say that because it's just rung uh, a lot of, it's rung bells um of Gary Gary Thacker who wrote a a, a football novel um which ties in with a, a Spanish club sort of going through the leagues and uh, yeah. I, I I know Gary Thacker features in episode, issue four doesn't he yes with... yeah yeah and no, I'm really really pleased to um to support um Gary's book on Chelsea's incredible incredible uh Champions League triumph in yeah 2012. I can't believe that was 10 years ago <laughs> that's, that's really just just hit me uh thinking about it but yeah um I mean, I mean incredible there's so many hidden stories out there aren't they and I feel yeah. like all the time and I really love what Gary and and these football times do as well the, the amount of um articles they have on their website and you know love it's their magazine as well it's um it really digs into those you know like some sometimes even clubs you've never heard of and you think well I'm, I'm definitely gonna you know have a look and, and explore all of this and I feel like with football there really is that never-ending um sort of amount of um content you can cover or, or amount of clubs and stories or players that you can discover it's a, it's amazing really isn't it yeah yeah and and so um what was gary how did you feature gary was it looking at the book or just the story um, i think yeah yeah he, he just got in touch um and this is the the main way uh i kind of uh, get most of the content really is either um, me getting in touch um, with people or, or uh, vice versa and yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I feel like where Instagram and, and Twitter are just amazing for these things the way you can like discover artists or photographers and I think definitely with this latest issue where kind of we had lockdown when part of it was being um, produced and then I've been like really busy outside of doing the, the magazine it yeah. as well so I think less chance to actually go out and take those photos so that's where it's, it's been brilliant to you know feature um some I, I I honestly feel that in this issue got some of the most uh incredible photos that I think I've ever featured in the magazine the, wow. the, the, the Tottenham piece that the Dortmund um article as well you know and and the the front cover as well um and the whole England piece that was shot by um Alex, who um, just someone I, I really lucky I, I came across on Instagram, he he captured uh, both the, the semi final England against Denmark and the the final uh, against Italy, wow. uh, all on film and oh, just the fantastic. most uh, uh, films and that, another thing going back to that those sort of like nostalgic uh, yeah. things we were saying it's 
it just brings out a slightly different feel to the photos, doesn't it? And absolutely, um, yeah. I mean, I've I I I studied as as a photographer. Oh, and, fantastic! And, and and it was mainly film and. I get that same air from from your magazine, and it's why I liked it so much because the photos they don't have that pristine, glossy feel to them. They, they they've got a real thirty five millimeter aspect to them. And from what you said there, and obviously people listening to the podcast, it sounds like we're in for a massive treat with this uh, with issue four because you know if if the photography in issue three was was uh, particularly good, it's you know it sounds like we're in for a, tr- a treat there, James. Oh, well, I really hope so. Yeah, um, just going back to that again, you know, those um, the the Dortmund feature as well. I, I think I had about eighty or ninety that um, Matthew sent uh, the the photographer that he sent over to me, and like it's so hard to go through and pick just a oh, few wow. to, to feature. You know, so I, I'm even more lucky myself that to be able to go for all of all of the uh, the photos that come in. Um, but yeah, like I really really hope um, everyone enjoys it. That's fantastic, yeah. And um, Monday Sportif uh, listeners to the podcast. Um, at the end of the podcast, we will be giving uh, links. Uh, James will give a link to where you can find a Escape Ismo and where you can buy it from, and we'll also include it in the description as well. So coming on to um, issue four, James, that there's a a real mix of content on here. One that sticks out for me is is. Uh, Mr. Roberto Baggio, and you know what a oh, player yes. Roberto Baggio was, and how how do you feature him in this? Well, I, the sort of over, I, I try to give every issue a sort of um, sort of overarching theme, and hmm. um, sort of I'll, I'll come on to that a bit in a second. And you know, the first one was sort of based around the the underdog, and then uh, the most recent um issue issue three was sort of um i called it ending the wait you know whether it's that wait for a, a title you know some teams go 20 20 odd years without um you know seeing any silverware and then you know when when that wait is ended it's always an incredibly uh special moment isn't it and then yeah because uh, you featured that beautiful uh Feyenoord, um oh that was incredible with, with, yeah. with, and it's the, the, again the photography is just top notch isn't it oh and, yes yeah and then yeah. you also you've got the famous um the famous uh francesco totti with, with that win uh the scudetto win for roma that season oh yes yeah I, I can see where that theme was coming in there it's fantastic yeah, and then uh, for for this one, I've called it um, touching distance. So, I, I think uh, one of your recent podcasts actually sort of uh, uh, with Aidan uh, Williams on, on his brilliant new book it. was sort of a, a similar kind of theme of the the you know the nearly men or, yeah, or it, yeah. it's all, all about those sort of um, you know coming so close to, to winning something and, and yeah. you know just missing out by sometimes the most agonizing of, yeah. uh, of fashions and we'll, we'll definitely definitely be coming on to that in a minute with with England won't we but um we will I, I feel that you know sometimes um and, and I think Aiden really sums this up really well too it it's it's almost as if you remember those teams more than you do the one the ones that were um that were eventually yeah, you know, the, the victorious, and there's a great quote I found from um, from Cruyff um, in, in one of the features about Holland, which is possibly you know the best example of 
of sort of that situation where he says maybe we were the real winners in in 74 the world remembers our team more and you know it's wow. hard to disagree with him isn't it and yeah that's yeah. fantastic i mean that that that's almost like uh, nerve tingling isn't it because yeah. you know Cru- cruyff I, I, i'm sure he features in in the new magazine but it's he's, he's such an icon is he that, that number 14 the the orange jerseys yeah, it's just and... everything the hair you know the yeah, boots it's yeah, just yeah, everything yeah. about him isn't it yeah, yeah. Such, such a um a distinctive style and um i feel like one of those players who's um you know across all sort of generations everybody knows Cruyff everybody yeah. appreciates Cruyff don't they and it's yeah um, they do yeah and, and i would say you know coming back to Baggio he's almost that's that same sort of um level of appreciation where you know however um old you are or young you are you know everybody knows something about Baggio or, or appreciate well I, I've heard he was a great player or I remember he was a great yeah, player yeah, and yeah, yeah. again in this instance I really feel with 94 I mean I feel like this was probably the most um sort of interesting scenario really where of, of a player literally carrying their team pretty much to yeah, the final yeah. and and then being the one to miss the penalty in the most the most heartbreaking it's, fashion and you, know, yeah. you know what I, I i remember i remember watching it um and it was just the the way he stands after the penalty yeah, I, I will never forget because I, I'm just watching it as a kid. I mean, I must have been about ten, and and I'm watching it, and you're looking at him, and he's he's got that famous haircut, and he's got that, yeah, he's he's got that stance, and you've got the blue of the. Um, I, I think I've spoken about USA '94 before because on the TV sets it was a bit strange because the transmissions were a bit they, they weren't blurry, but I suppose they were. They were they were they were like this sort of blurry mass of color because they were being transmitted from the US. And it, it, everything sort of melted into that moment when he smashed it over the crossbar. And you just, you know, it's one of those footballing moments that you just couldn't quite believe that just happened, you know. Yeah. And, and especially to someone like Baggio, who was just, he lit the tournament up. He carried Italy, like like you said, James. And it was just, yeah, it, it was a big moment in football. And I think a lot of people who were around sort of, you know, 10 or maybe sort of pushing in the teenage years will remember that just profoundly, you know? Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? And and something my, my dad said as well when I've spoken about this with him and, and I feel like most, um, you know, Italian fans will, and I think just general football fans will agree mm. that, you know, that should never define him, should it? That just that one moment. Um, and I, And I feel like, um, yeah, sort of seems the case that a lot of people know Baggio and think of that penalty miss, but it's just it's just one tiny moment, isn't it? That there's so it is, much it's, to be celebrated about him, such an incredible. Player. It is one tiny moment, but I, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people will think back to that uh, that moment. I, I think when me and Aidan spoke, uh, we, we spoke about the Italia 19, the Italy yeah. team there, and uh, the, the fantastic goal he scored. I think it was against Czech Republic. But oh, was... the most wonderful goal, wasn't oh, it? Oh, it was yeah. just sensational. Me, me and Aidan had a good old chat about that one. But um, yeah, you're right in saying that, James. It's funny how that moment sticks in your head with Baggio. Just absolutely, uh, yeah. absolutely tragic. I mean, to, to be fair, like with him, uh, I think I, I heard he only actually lost something like one game at the World Cup over three World Cups he played because you know the uh he didn't play did he in the semi in um Naples in, in ninety I 
wasn't around to, to, no, to remember. But sure I, I, I think he either didn't play or was injured or something. And then obviously in the final, it's like it was a draw. Yeah. And then um, you just think to to have missed out, you know, because I, I know so many. I feel like because um, we always think of England at Italian '90, feel that maybe that was that was our tournament. But I know you know so many Italy fans feel that really that was that was their tournament wasn't yeah. it to, to win on home soil and it and was yeah yeah for him to have, to have come some so close there with the semi and then you know as close as you can possibly get in the the following world cup is um really is heartbreaking isn't it but it is again uh i feel like the something i've tried to get across in this issue as well is just that the football's not always just about winning is it i you know i feel like winning's always the aim but it's um there's so much more to, to the game, isn't there? Well, I, I have to say yes, because I'm a Queen's Park Ranger. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> otherwise, where do I go? You know what I mean? I have to, I have to uh, you know, I, that, that's that been my mantra for uh, for many a year. So, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm right behind you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm my uh, my I, I sort of almost consider myself just just a, f- a football fan and a lover of the game, but uh, I support Bristol City, so I I, I uh, completely relate to you in what that respect. Bristol yeah. City are a, a, a fine fine club. Um, Ashton Gate, that's the one, isn't it? Yes. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, but it, Roberto Baggio is an interesting one. I think what we'll do we'll send out a tweet uh, with the podcast and say highlight your your one moment that you remember from Roberto Baggio and let's yeah. see what we come up with because uh let, let's um put that and see what we come up with but hopefully it'll be some of his well all of his magical career he had you know and hopefully that will uh that will pop up but it's, it's very interesting now moving on so we've got Holland 1974 which you've you've uh, in the new issue issue four um Baggio and again I'm really looking forward to the images on on this um how about the England at the Euros, the famous, oh. um, the famous Euros? It was, uh, for my mind, thinking back, it was a fantastic competition to be an England supporter. I think, you know, we had a fantastic young team. They were vibrant. Their tails were up. Uh, we beat Germany in that fantastic uh, two 0 oh, That that game was it. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? That game. It absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, a, a really, really special tournament. Yeah, like you it, said. I mean, I, but when that first goal went in against Germany, it was, it was, it was unreal, wasn't it? You know, really was quite. Uh, you know, the scenes were like just unbelievable, weren't they? Where, where was you watching it? I was actually, I was at home watching that one. My, I watched it with my cousins because I remember that. Did that kick off about four or five o'clock? Yeah, that was so it. I think yeah, I, yeah. I finished work, came downstairs national anthem let's get into it you know yeah um, yeah, so, yeah yeah i know that they sort of rushed up from school so that, yeah that that was brilliant um but yeah i mean i feel like that was the game that really everyone started to believe something's happening here you know because the i thought the first game against croatia i thought we i thought we were brilliant considering yeah. that was a repeat of the semi-final from 2018 and like how sort of big that is as an opening match against you know a really really incredible side um and I felt I felt like we really we were quite comfortable in that game yeah and then I think the Scotland game was where everyone started to to panic a little bit wasn't it (laughs) yeah it wasn't that nil nil in the end yeah Yeah. um I can't really remember a great 
great deal well, uh, about well, that. well i remember i watched well, that I remember. with my, my good friend will and i remember watching the that we just sat for about an hour afterwards watching the analysis thinking <laughs> what happened what 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 quite happened there well, it yeah it's funny because uh I, I remember scotland in the last 20 minutes having two real Oh yeah, good that one chances. like cleared off the line or something, and a yeah. couple of good saves. And you thought, yeah, I thought Scotland. Um, I, I think in the whole tournament, um, I thought Scotland played really well. To be honest, I thought. Yeah, I know, I I know the, the first game with that halfway line goal, they they were they seemed to like dominate that game, and then thought they played really well against us. And it's always a it's a very interesting. Uh, um, game every time isn't it England against oh, Scotland you know it's just I feel like you can that's a real you know that sort of classic phrase form or or, or you know class goes out the window or form goes out absolutely. the window it's, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely the case and um you know I would, would absolutely love to see um to see Scotland at another tournament um I, 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 I hopefully think... in the, the not too uh, distant yeah future I, 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 I always think it's fantastic having the home nations at uh at yeah what uh, 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 Wales are at this one aren't they did Wales qualify today yeah they? I mean that's going to be incredible for Wales isn't it absolutely yeah. incredible um so so excited for them because you know what what a uh a group of supporters oh it's fantastic, I, I feel it? like um that's another thing I love uh, to talk about uh, in the magazine. I, I really find myself drawn to those those sides that often haven't had that much success, but their their fans are so in love with the team, so behind yeah. the team. I feel like that's just, that's something that I really I really love, and um, I feel like yeah, Wales they they're just so behind their team. I remember watching that game where they qualified against Ukraine, and I think it was pouring down with rain all day and basically everybody in the stadium was just wearing their uh their red well shirt yeah them. yeah <laughs> it's fantastic isn't it and do, do, do you any of the clubs that you feature in in the new magazine issue four is, is there any clubs you sort of came across i know there's oak city fc and st ives fc what what did you find yeah. at those sites or what, uh, what sort so, of intrigues did you find there yeah i mean i always try and um so in the sort of like the second half of the magazine so i have the main sort of those longer articles covering um, or relating back to that main theme of, you know, the, the touching distance for, for this one. And then the second half of the magazine is all of, about, you know, featuring different um, artists, collaborators, or, you know, if um, that sometimes there's like a guest article in there. So that's um, with the, the St. Ives FC one, that was a, yeah. a guest feature. Um, but, and it's, it's actually from, t- from two people, Tom and Nikki, one, uh, wrote the article and one uh, provided all the photography, so they worked together oh, wow. on that one. It's just, uh, it's absolutely fantastic when you see it. Some some amazing photos. I remember them telling me that the pitch in St Ives is basically next to the sea. Um, oh, so fantastic! The you know the balls going out over for a throw and then ended up on the beach. It's <laughs> just uh, amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And then and, um, and, and have they sort of captured that in, in some of the photographs as well? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'll I'll have to um I'll send you a couple as a, a, a sort of sneak preview. Uh, but yeah oh, some, some lovely photos in there. And then yeah Oak City was one I found God so long ago now. So so nice to to finally feature them uh, yeah. in the magazine. And then I've got a fantastic uh photographer um is his projects all around uh female boca fans it's called bomboneras and yeah that's just brilliant you know i've been a fan of his page for um a, a good couple of years and, so and, and that, that's an instagram page isn't it yes yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. of course you know 
please do go and uh, follow all of these great people as well. And um, yeah, there's a there's a real nice mixture um, in in this issue, and it's actually you know I've actually got more uh, content than ever before in, in the one magazine. So really, really pleased um, to have that as well. Fantastic. Yeah, that is amazing. And so with um, with some of these articles, like the Bombonera's, Bombonera's, did you, did you did you did you ever fancy going out there? To, have you been to the Bombonera's? It's something that you sort of oh, one day. Go? I mean, it's I, I, I think every football fan. I mean, I've never been there, but every football fan is a bucket list, isn't it? The Bombonera. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I, I just think there's so so much history. So there's just, I just feel like Boca have got that perfect sort of combination of, you know, the incredible supporters, uh, a completely unique stadium, one of the best kits uh, probably ever, you know, the the best, one of the most iconic kits. And, you know, where where they always picture those sort of games kicking off at sunset or an evening game at Bombonera. Um, and, And all of, of course, goes about saying all of the those iconic players that have played for them they just seem to have just everything don't they it uh, does it all, it all it all seems to come together nicely it's sort of a bit of a cult uh club extremely successful and like you said the fantastic stadium and so and and the kit is just so iconic as well isn't it with that with that gold sort of like um stripe edge sort of going across the front of it it's just absolutely fantastic isn't it yeah but with, with the bombonera so what what is this so it, it's like um i had a little look and it's it's sort of celebrating the fee, female fans of um yeah Boca Juniors, I, isn't I, it? I think um that that was a, originally i think he had this really old classic um adidas sort of 80s Boca shirt and he used to have people modeling it and then yeah. it sort of expanded to actually going into the stadium you know um and just sort of capturing those emotions in the stands because I feel like they are possibly the most passionate fans you will ever 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 see um yeah just off it a slight tangent I was lucky enough to see uh the finalissima at Wembley, um, oh wow! So Argentina and Italy just uh, probably about a month ago now. Oh, I think and I saw you tweet yeah, about this actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one, I mean, uh, uh, absolutely incredible game. Uh, me and my family, we are part Italian, so, oh, it, okay. it, was, um, it, was, it was not such a, glor- a glorious evening for us, but we we absolutely loved it nonetheless. Just that was the first time we'd ever seen Italy play, so really, really special. But oh wow, uh, Messi, incredible. Messi was absolutely incredible in that game, but. It was really the fans as well that was almost like an even bigger highlight, you know. Just to yeah, uh, anybody listening, if if you get the chance to see um, see Argentina play, then then honestly, make sure you, uh, you you go for it because experience in sort of being amongst those supporters, it it's unbelievable, you know. Um, what, their their, their passion, like? their, their love uh, yeah. for the game and for their team it's unlike anything that I'd, I'd seen yeah and James what was it like um watching the, you know the messiah messi play for argentina it may, i mean it's it's one of those things that you know not many people well, many people have but it, it's a bit of a uh, it's again it's a bit of a bucket list isn't it watching messi yeah, play for argentina absolutely so i was really lucky um so for for the very first issue actually uh the, the picture you see is of me and, and a load of friends who went to see him play for for barca oh, um, and and it, i mean now you feel really lucky to to have been able to do that you know yeah um yeah, yeah. and but i was always you know i was really keen for my, for my dad to see him so 
And uh, I just just the fact that that game was being played at Wembley, you thought, well, what what a chance to see, you know, two obviously a special place for me for Italy. But you know, I feel like uh, so many football fans have you know a, a real interest and sort of admiration for. Argentina as well so it's kind of yeah. the per- the perfect match and um yeah the fact that Messi would be playing it was I was so glad um that we got to see him and um he, yeah it was it was incredible because I, I know he's had a sort it's a very interesting situation with him where you've got you know one of the best players ever to play for your country has never yeah. actually played a a league game in his own country and you just think that's such a such an interesting yeah, case. And funny, I know he, he had... Um, oh, yeah, sorry, go for it. No, no, I was going to say, because he was always touted to go back to um, old boy. Is it old new? Oh, oh yeah, Newell's, yeah. I That's mean, it, Newell's, let, yeah. Let's hope that that happens one day. We, we need that to happen. We need to see him in that kid, <laughs> don't we? Or, or, or the, 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 fa- or the fans yeah. of uh, of Messi need that to happen. It would be uh, quite remarkable if it did, but... I'm I'm sure something will be sorted out along the way, but yeah, definitely. And and it, it was um, it's interesting because I I know it was sort of a quite a, a fractious kind of relationship between him and and the supporters at one point. Yeah, um, which is yeah, I know it's really um interesting kind of dynamic. But I think since he's won the Copa America, and I and I, I've only seen him play in one game here, but. I cannot tell you the love for him from the fans. It, really? It's amazing. Yeah, like he, because I don't know what quite happened with our tickets because we were like the only Italy fans amongst about 50,000 <laughs> Argentina fans. But, you know, or, or really glad it, it worked out that way. It's a, it a very like friendly atmosphere as well. Yeah, funny. What happened, um, what happened, what but, happened there? Yeah, then? I know, I know. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. But when he um so we were like right behind the goal and when he turned and waved to the fans in fact actually we'll come on to that he came out earlier before the warm-up for yeah. an interview and there weren't that many people in the stadium we literally just got in there and he just heard this roar and i thought oh my god that's incredible look it's yeah. messy um and it's, it's amazing when you see these people in real life you know it's, yeah, um, it must be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just seeing him uh, sort of trot out for the warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, off at a slight tangent again. Like I went to see Niall Rogers last night with one of my best friends, and we were saying seeing him like over there in in real life, it's amazing, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. It was yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. the kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, in the warm up when he sort of ran over to the corner flag and he, and he waved to the fans, and I've just never seen anything like it. You know that the way that they. Um, just cheer and almost like completely ecstatic to to see him and it's the same again when um when his name was read out uh as they announced like the the lineup and then when they when they scored uh unbelievable unbelievable well well, that's that's the thing with with a lot of these not just in football but like you say in, in other sort of uh genres and when you see these people when you see the reaction and how they how you know we'll stick to the theme of football players but what they mean to fans these superstars when, yeah. when they're you know when you think of of Messi and you think of players in who are worshipped you know like uh Totti in in Rome and players like Batistuta and yeah. you know when you see that sort of um that that amount of 
you know, sort of what's the word, you know, worshipping to one player. It's it is quite. I mean, for yourself, it, amongst the Argentinian supporters, it's, it must be quite unnerving, you know. Sort of wow, you know, this this guy really is like completely cherished, you know. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and um, I, maybe something we'll probably do a whole separate podcast for hours on this. But I, I was lucky enough to go to to Naples recently, so oh, wow. Uh, Something coming big uh, on on that in in a future edition of the magazine. But, oh, have you got some? Did you get some nice photographs over there? Oh, uh, me and my, well, me and one of my best mates, we were one, talking about going on that trip for years, and yeah. uh, it's like when you're actually there, it's incredible. You know, it's like we're finally here after lockdown and everything. Um, yeah, yeah. But oh god, I think we probably took like a, a thousand photos between us. So wow. that that's been a. a, a, a I mean, it's been great fun going back through them, but you know, sifting through um, all of them, uh, yeah, amazing to to look back on all of that. But again, I think that's maybe the the sort of ultimate case of what we're saying of, of a player who's just so idolised, you know, and 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 left such an impact on that club and and that city in general um, yeah. with, with Maradona. Um, yeah, it's hard to like put it into words what what he means and. Um, actually going there and seeing it you know I, i'm you know, really interested in in diego and and like the whole history and that um that time in naples especially and when, when you actually go there you think well I, I sort of expected it to be like this but it's also even more than than you expect you know uh, you can't quite um explain it it's like every every street um corner and every like um washing line has that has the shirt or the or, oh, or, wow. or, or yeah, the yeah, scarf yeah. Or, or a poster of Maradona is like uh, unbelievable yeah it's funny it's funny you say it because I, I've started reading a book on um Maradona uh and and it starts from back from uh Buenos Aires when he was growing up in this sort of what they called oh, the shanty yeah. towns and I'll, I'll get the name of the author it's Burns I can't think of his first name it escapes me at the minute but he's a really famous journalist from from that sort of era and um the, the book at the time had a real con- sort of contentious controversial element because Maradona didn't want it to be published because it was oh. a bit of a it was a, a bit of a warts and all sort of account uh, about his injuries, about deals, about finances, and it really is a fantastic book. I haven't finished it yet, but it's it's well worth a read. I'll get, I'll get the name of it, but um, oh, it, fantastic! It, it, it does go into the details of um, it, it, you know, it goes right into the details of that time when Maradona was sort of playing for Barcelona, and then he went to Naples, and it is it, it really is quite an insider account. It's fantastic, but to to be there in Naples must have been just. I mean, is is it still? Do you still is is that passion still in the air for Maradona in Naples? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's almost like everybody you speak to, it, not only you know, will will it's like their eyes light up when that when they talk about him, but it's just like everybody there supports the team as well. It's incredible like the the lady uh selling tomatoes on the stall in the 70s or sat outside with the newspaper there they just all support the team um, nice. it's, oh it's absolutely and yeah we were lucky enough to go to a game as well oh really um, yeah we went to insigne's final game um which was you know like really emotional to be honest over like he did this lap oh, of honor with, yeah, with it. he's off he's off to canada, canada yeah isn't he? yeah <laughs> you know and um I know there's there's a lot of sort of mixed feelings about that, 
but I, I think definitely for um, a certain generation of, of supporters that you know were weren't born when when Mar- during like Maradona's sort of seven or eight years in Napoli and, yeah. and sort of always been looking up to that expectation of you know having a player like him and I feel like with Insigne being that local player and everything there, there was that sort of like a special sort of bond maybe maybe an extra sort of level of expectation on the the local player as well um yeah but but for I've, there were so many sort of youngsters there that were like really emotional to see him go and really pulling him off and really like he, he scored a penalty in the game um which was like the amazing um yeah. way to to sort of cap off his time there so yeah well, that that was absolutely brilliant it's funny because it's like going back to what we were saying earlier when we were talking about um sort of the, that idol idolization of players and you know and Naples and Napoli, it really rings true there because they love their team. Oh, they, they, yeah, you know, absolutely. They, and and they, they often find someone to idolise, don't they? But um, in, in, in the Maradona book, it's actually called Maradona, The Hand of God, and it's by Jimmy oh, Burns. Oh, fantastic. Jimmy, Jim, I, I know the one. I know the one. Jimmy yeah, Burns. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it really is a fantastic read it's just uh it's, it's yeah it's quite um it goes into real detail about not only the transfers but his injuries his personal life it is fantastic it's well worth a read oh yeah absolutely um, and um yeah i mean i was incredibly lucky to be honest because after a couple of years of you know where we obviously didn't go to many games i went to to see napoli and to see uh argentina and, and italy at wembley in the space of like a few weeks so that wow. was sort of peak football experience you know I, I, it's going to be hard to, to top those two games they were absolutely amazing yeah i mean but, I, um, I, I don't i don't know where you go from there i know i know well Boca, of course i suppose oh, yeah, Boca, yeah, yeah but um no um yeah but both of those are, are definitely um look to, to do some good things with uh, in the magazine uh, in the Fantastic. future yeah and and obviously uh for people listening um as well james you is it a you know for me i'm looking at it, it must take a hell of a lot of effort to get this magazine printed and done i mean between you, you don't really have a sort of set time do you because it's it, all of these articles really come from the heart don't they yeah absolutely um and you know i i, I wish i could do it slightly more regularly um and, and you know but in the future that might, might be able to i've just been so busy you know with work and everything but um yeah it, it's an absolute pleasure um to be able to to release a fourth issue and, and yeah like you said it's almost the the articles don't really have a specific sort of like time span you know we've got obviously holland in the 70s right up to sort of the recent i, I, I want to say success that uh atletico madrid have had under simeone but that kind of you know that they missed out in sort of the most heartbreaking uh, yeah. style imaginable on a couple of well, twice with um, the two finals uh, that they got to, and that's just another case where it's sort of that's. I feel like uh, if you spoke to someone who was uh, alive to, you know, support when they were supporting Holland in '74, can absolutely relate to the same way that Atletico missed out on those occasions, and then got one on on Dortmund as well in 2013 where I feel like that was maybe the the ultimate case of a team where 
you, you know, you hear that phrase "name on the trophy." I feel like that was them, wasn't it? That whole yeah, tournament. You, yeah, it yeah, was, indeed, it was. It was yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. every round was slightly more dramatic and eventful, and they they were just a, an absolutely brilliant team, weren't they? So yeah, they were fantastic. And, and it's funny yeah, ju- yeah. Ju- just before we um, sort of uh, come to come to an end, the, the going back to England at the Euros and that oh, and, and that final. So you said you had someone in the ground uh, taking these these beautiful photographs for you so that that they're going to be featured in the magazine but do you also go into the sort of heartbreak of what you know yeah, England, England were at the finals for the first time you know since uh 66 yeah. at an actual final and it was such an opportunity wasn't it I'm, I mean just hearing you say that it's almost like it doesn't quite sink in that we, we've seen England play at a final does it I feel yeah, like it because no. I, I know on uh earlier this week it was it was the year wasn't it and i, I did a little post about that and you yeah think, yeah uh, i remember you know speaking to, to a few people that day we just saying, god it was a year today yeah and like um yeah i mean i i just remember feeling so i mean i mean that game actually to be honest it was the worst day of my life you know because it's like england get to a final it's against the only other team that I support. So oh, of course. I was, I was slightly, yeah, yeah, yeah. slightly conflicted. I mean, I, I did support England because you know, very but lucky to, to have um, to have two thousand and six. So that was my my taste of glory. But I hope <laughs> one one day to experience that with England. But um, yeah, I'm. I mean, it's yeah, it was incredible. Um, the the semi final. Just going back slightly, I, I I think the most incredible thing about that was it was like a hundred and. 19 minutes and you're looking at the clock and you think it, it it's one minute from the end of extra time in the semi-final and, yeah. and England are winning you know yeah, I've, I that know, was that was possibly the most sort of like you had to pinch yourself moment wasn't it, it? Was, um, yeah um, yeah absolutely and yeah I mean the the celebrations after that night were, were just unbelievable weren't they and I remember um I've, I felt quite emotional to be honest I remember when Southgate walked sort of around the pitch pulling the fans and you could just see like his passion it, the way he was celebrating and I thought what a feeling for him you know to have gone from like his journey as a player in, in Euro 96 to then taking England to a final it's just it's yeah. just amazing isn't it you know because absolutely yeah um, and what, what, what are we thinking for the 2022 world cup are we you know it's it, it's it's a different proposition altogether you've got yeah, the south american teams i, I mean that's got... a, another thing for, for almost an entire another another podcast about yeah. what you could do isn't it um i mean i mean it's a it's such an interesting one isn't it um it is, the, yeah. the whole in the winter and and just just everything about it is is almost feels alien as a world cup doesn't it um, it's gonna it's, it's definitely it's certainly gonna be different isn't it that's for sure yeah yeah and i, I remember seeing a really interesting quote from uh i don't know if you know glory uh magazine another absolutely brilliant um football magazine sort of looking at that football and sort of travel being sort of hand in hand um, oh, okay but they, they had a whole issue on qatar a couple of years ago and i remember something they said which i felt summed up perfectly it was qatar the country um everyone knows little about but has an opinion on and it's very true, though, that, isn't it? that's it's that, very that, true. that's it in a nutshell isn't it and um I yeah think i mean so. there, I there's mean... a lot of sort of it's almost in a bit of a shadow isn't it this tournament but i mean i've no doubt it will be an incredible tournament but you just look at you know what's gone on in not only them awarding it but 
what's been going on with the workers and all of those awful conditions yeah. that have been in and, and everything mean, like that. It's it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't look great, but, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, we're a sports podcast, you write football magazines. It's I, I, We try and just hope that the football will come through and it'll be yeah, a good tournament, you know. Absolutely. And, and I, I think it will. I, I think it will be a good tournament. And I think a lot of people need to remember that, you know, the world cup is being hosted there um and we need to sort of make the most of it and in and yeah. try and you know and enjoy it as well because you know, you know, i mean it, for me personally i've been in world cup mode for a couple of months i i i, <laughs> I don't think i can get back into club football for the couple of months <laughs> I've, i'm just completely uh, uh and especially like where i've been you know just just putting everything together to release the magazine behind the scenes you know yeah like of course. The, the england feature is i think is the longest feature i've ever done for the wow. magazine so that i spent months on you know train journeys and evenings you know putting that one together and um yeah yeah it, it was the one where i almost wanted to really take my time with it you know and try and yeah. you know like i sort of look back from sort of like 2018 all the way back up through each game and wow even sort of a bit through the the aftermath as well and i'm still like tweeting those last couple of uh, tweaking <laughs> the last few sentences now as we sort of speak just before it goes to print but, but that, um that, that, that's the thing is with with this magazine that you create james uh escapism escapers mode that's how you say isn't it yeah 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 we're, 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 you know, it really the effort that's gone into it, and the quality of the journalism, and and you know the photos, and there's just such an amount of effort to go into it, and it, it you sense that when when you read the magazine and when you hold it, you know, it's a real sort of um, it's a you know a great magazine to hold, and Monday Sportif um, listeners to the podcast, it really you know if if you want to get yourself a nice bit of football memorabilia especially from uh, the euros i know it wasn't the great result for england but you know you'll be hard pressed to get a better magazine out there than this um, and wh where can people get it from james uh yes yeah, so from uh, my website i've got a few stockists around the country as well but yeah um they'll have the magazine in about a probably about 3 weeks time from yep. now and then um yeah from my website uh, as well so I, if we could put a link in the description that would be that would be perfect for everybody absolutely, but yeah thank you absolutely we will james and um, anything else to say to the listeners james before we go uh well i would say any england fans stay positive um, <laughs> <laughs> i know recently i mean it's very very strange couple of games wasn't it recently but i feel that you know it's it's just really, it's really, it's complicated. But I would always say, you know, judge the team on the tournament because I feel like you can never quite compare to what it's going to be like. And it's true. Coming back to sort of like 2018, that was probably sort of the lowest expectation ever for England. No one really knew. And then, you know, suddenly we're in the semi final and it was incredible. And then I thought that might be the, the best tournament we see in our lifetime and then the next one even more memorable you know um and yeah i just feel like it's really interesting with the shootout isn't it it's almost um a, a couple of penalties and the whole narrative is different and just it, it's um still sort of making sense of it all now aren't you it's um yeah 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 and 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 yeah. it, it doesn't go away it sort of sticks with you and we've had plenty of that 
as England supporters, haven't we? We've gone through. Yeah, I know. Just about everything, haven't we? We've definitely gone through the mill. So what I think what we're saying is this World Cup, no penalty shootouts, please. Let's let's try and go through plain sailing. And can England win the World Cup? I I don't know. It's, It's one of those questions where... It, there's just so much quality on display at this World yeah. Cup. It, it's in, you know, it's in Qatar. It's, it's going to be the weather conditions. So it's going to be a tricky one. It's going yeah. to be a tricky one. And I, I know it's funny, isn't it? And for all of the reasons we said and just being in the winter. And I know some people aren't really looking forward to it that much. But I just I just feel like when it comes round to it, everyone's going to be just so excited. Um, and yeah, I, f- I feel that, you know, I, I remember feeling like, and I sort of touched on this in the article as well, feeling like so upset with the sort of the reaction of, you know, I have to say a minority, but those sort of those really awful racist oh, God. comments yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. that, that yeah. followed and that really, and, you know, sort of before the game, people storming the gates and that really, it was just so upsetting to see that when the, major, the majority of us were just really behind the team. And, it, it, it's it's yeah. quite funny you should say that because I, I wrote an article on it uh, on Monday on Monday Sportive, um, mm. and it just absolutely stunk because you know it, it, it's it's just deflating, isn't it, on how yeah. anyone could even suggest to bring race into football in in any way shape or form and then to knock those young players it's just absolute oh, disgrace so it's it just was... um yeah so that, what, what we have to do james is uh, obviously try and stay positive for the world cup and see what england could do it could happen it could be coming home yeah absolutely you know i i feel like we, we've had an incredible couple of tournaments and it, and it almost feels like this i feel like the team is still still peaking you know still yet to reach their their people it's still actually quite a young side and you get a couple of uh, like sort of players that will come into the fold and everything so yeah I mean who who knows and I feel like I, I'm probably the wrong person to speak to I feel like I'm like so over optimistic with England like, well, and, like you're, 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 yeah. you're, you're the incurable <laughs> optimist James but we like yeah. it we um, like it on Monday's 14th yeah but, you know um and and I feel like like we said even if even if it if we don't win it's um you're a 2020 I feel like for for so many of us that's like one of the best months of your life as an England fan isn't it as as an England supporter that was one of the best months of our experience and yeah, and yeah. it doesn't always have to end in glory one day it will. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. There we go. Listen, Monday Sport TV listeners, you've heard it here first. James, the creator of Escapism magazine, is saying that glory is coming to England, maybe in this World Cup, maybe not. But listen, yeah. James, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on oh, the podcast. Thank you so much. You are always welcome back on Monday Sport TV listeners and other listeners to the podcast. Check out James's magazine, Escape Hismo. It is fantastic. You will not be disappointed. Um, James, thanks so much for coming on and uh, we shall see you very soon. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, James. Have a good one. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at at Monday Sportif LDN.